0: Let's talk to Sarah Bannerman. Now, Sarah is the Head of Fundraising and Communications. We're going to be talking about events coming up, looking ahead to them, getting excited about these events. But first, let's find out what being the Head of Fundraising and Communications involves.
1: I have responsibility for a team of 24 people and we have to raise almost £10 million a year. To do that, we've got a number of fundraisers who have different areas of responsibility And we also have a team of marketing and communications. So that's really just to make sure that we raise awareness of what Erskineers is and what we do. And they manage all of our sort of social media channels and they do our advertising and radio advertising and TV advertising and that sort of thing.
0: It sounds like your job in a kind of nutshell is to overlook it all, which is pretty cool. So do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy what you do?
1: It's a wonderful job. Every day is completely different. I might be attending an event or I might be in um, one of the homes helping out with a photo shoot or interviewing some of our our veterans or going to our activity centre. Every day is different. So that's what makes it so interesting.
0: And I'm sure it goes without saying just how good it is. But what's it like for you being able to interact with all of the veterans and the people that come through the doors?
1: That's the best part of the job both veterans and uh, friends and family, that's what really makes the job because our head office is based at the Erskine Veterans Village. So that's where two of our care homes are. It's where our activity centre is. We've got 44 cottages where some of our residents live with their families. And uh, we've also built 24 new apartments for people who are transitioning, leaving the armed forces and transitioning back into civilian life. So we know where every penny is spent and what every penny is needed for. And that's the most exciting thing about this job.
0: So you say you have to raise almost £10 million a year, which is a lot of money. Where does that money come from?
1: Almost 50% of the income that we raise is from people who've left us a will in their legacy. It will be supporters who we've known for many years who, when they write their will, they decide that they want to give a proportion of it to us because they're aware of what we're doing and how important it is. Another big chunk of what we raise is from people who sign up to give us a direct debit every month. I mean, that accounts for almost £3 million a year. You know, if someone signs up to give £5 a month, they might think, well, that's not that much. But because We've got such a wide audience of supporters who are supporting us in that way. That makes a huge difference. We also get funding from trusts and foundations and things like the Big Lottery and the Armed Forces Charities. So we we get funding from the Army Benevolent Fund, as well as the RNRMC, Royal Navy, Royal Marines Charity, and also the R E F Benevolent Fund. Events are really more an opportunity to engage with some of our corporate funders who like to sponsor some of our events. Probably my favourite event is got to be the Erskine Military Ball. That's happening on this Friday, the 7th of October. It's being held this year at the Doubletree Hilton in Glasgow. It's a brilliant event. There's lots of entertainment, lots of dancing but we have more sort of community activity events as well so last year we introduced march for erskine and that's good fun because you can basically set whatever challenge you want if you want to do your ten thousand steps a day and that's going to be your challenge you can go on our website you can link up to uh, the sponsorship page there and you can get friends and family to sponsor you so that when you've completed that We send you a medal to show you that you've completed it and we ask you to raise about £100 if you can. You get a T-shirt along the way. And then we sort of have a finale for that event, which is going to be on the Saturday, the 26th of March. And that's going to be where you can come and do a 3K march with some of the veterans on the estate. It's a family fun day and it's at 11 o'clock. There's other things that we get involved in as well. Both of these are around about the 29th of May, one of them is the Askin uh, Motorbike Meet. We have about a 1,000 bikers come along. And again, it's a real family fun day. So it's £2 a person to enter, kids go free, and it's £5 per bike. And we're often very lucky with the weather as well. So that's a good one to come along to. And at the same time, we're the charity partner for the I Do Home Show in Glasgow at the SCCC. So again, you know, that's a great opportunity to come along and support us there. And if any of your listeners are interested in volunteering at any of these events, you know, just give us a buzz. I can give the number at the end.
0: It all sounds brilliant. The events sound amazing. And I urge everybody listening to this show today to take part in at least one event a year, because just why not? You may as well get involved. So, Sarah, what is the uptake actually like at these fundraising events?
1: Well, the March for Askin event is quite a new one. So at the moment, I think we have nearly 100 people signed up for it. I guess it might also be a bit weather dependent on the day as to how many come along to the finale. Things like the Literary Ball, it's been a bit different in the last couple of years because of the pandemic. But normally we would have between four and 500 people at that sort of event. Mm-hmm.
0: And there is something very special coming here to Scotland. It's all to do with the Falkland Islands because this year it's a very special anniversary.
1: We've got an appeal out at the moment because we do have a number of veterans who served in the Falklands and this year is the 40th anniversary. On the estate we have a Garden of Remembrance and also a Garden of Reflection. Many of our supporters will buy plaques and have them put up in the garden. And every year we have a service of reflection for people who've been impacted by some of these events to be able to go and reflect and sit. There isn't a Falklands Memorial in Scotland. And working with one of our Falklands veterans, we have designed a Falklands Memorial. And working with the factory that's on our site, which is run by Royal British Region Industries, they've helped us create this. And it's made out of cotton steel. And you'll be able to buy sort of garden replicas of it because it's actually a sundial. So we're going to have that unveiling to tie in with a lot of media interest. It's going to be around the 40th anniversary of the Falklands conflict. That's going to be held on Thursday the 9th of June. It is invitation only, but obviously if people are interested to see it, we would love them to come along. Our latest appeal is... raising some funds to make that happen so that we can put in some pathway so that anyone who is in a wheelchair can have access to it as well. One of our Falklands veterans still lives on the estate in one of the cottages and his old cottage is actually the site where we're going to erect this Falklands Memorial and he was our model for it because it's a benealing soldier. He's very very touched and appreciative that this is being done for the Falklands veterans. We've been contacted by about 32 of the veterans so far who've shown an interest in it and said they'd like to come along to the event.
0: The Falklands is one of those places that will just always hold a really special place in my heart. For those that don't know, I spent almost four years of my life in the Falklands, presenting radio to the locals and also to the British forces based over there. I met my wife in the Falklands. I proposed in the Falklands as well. So just so much good stuff has happened to me in the Falklands. And on many occasions whilst there with BFBS, these veterans would come through and they would go on battlefield tours and they'd invite you along. So I got to go with them and honestly, just blown away. Absolutely incredible. Sat on a coach with these veterans who were there back in 1982, telling you exactly where they were, exactly what they did and how they did it. Just fascinating. So fascinating to hear.
1: Yeah, we've done a timeline of the Falklands conflict and it is, it's fascinating to hear and read about it. It's also quite an emotional time for those that did serve. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're very sensitive to that. And I think it was 255 personnel were lost. So it is very personal.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be on Thursday, the 9th of June. Sarah, it's been so nice talking to you on the show today. Thank you for coming on. We are going to do this on a regular basis. So we're going to be hearing all about the events up and coming in more detail. But for now, just before you leave us, tell us how people can get in touch and find out more about things like leaving a gift in their will, how they could volunteer and how they can get involved in the fundraising events as well. How is the best way to get in contact?
1: The best way is to go on our website website which is erskine.org.uk. There's a page there that is specifically dedicated to legacy giving. So it has lots of information there about how your gift will make a difference, whether it be large or small. Sometimes it's just about leaving 1% of your estate. It's a sort of way, if you don't have the funds to support the charities that you would like to at the moment. It's a way of giving which doesn't actually cost you anything just now. There's other information there too which points you in the direction of a free will writing service and also an online will writing service and there's the telephone number there for Sarah Morgan who's our legacy officer so she'll be able to give you any advice or help that you would need. If you're interested in any of the events you can email us events at erskine.org.uk or you can phone us up and the telephone number is 0141 814 Four, double five, five.